Smith, and this is more than one lesson. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, so, okay, we don't have a whole lot of time. We got to get right into it. And so, uh, I'm going to welcome in my co-host today, Josh Long. Josh, how you doing? Hi, good. What are you looking at on your phone there? Just nothing, you know. Sports scores, and no, I'm not. Okay, sports scores. You know, I wanted to see how well the sports did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how are the, the Los Angeles sports? They're uh, in top position. All right. Uh, yes, absolutely. Number one. King of the heap, as they say. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so Josh, it's not just you and me today. It's sure not. We have a returning guest. He was such a delight before. But we'll get to him later. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be you and me for a while. Sure, sure. Uh, how have you been? Uh, you know, doing all right. You, you recently took part in a murder mystery party. Sure did, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that for Let's about an hour it. and a half. That sounds good to me. I'm joking, of course. That Although, no, that is true. You were recently in a murder mystery that party. That did happen. Um, which is worth talking about, undoubtedly. Mm. But I don't want to be rude to our high roller guest over here. Mm. Uh, it's Tyler Strange. <laughs> <laughs> that was a delightful face. Can you see faces <laughs> on podcasts? You can, you, yeah. Uh, I guess oh. I could uh, opt to record this, but I don't think so. His no. computer's got the little camera and records everything. Right. It does, but only whether when I want it to or not, which yeah. is really disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's Tyler Stracely. Tyler, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for being back. How long ago was it? Was it about a year ago? It was over that because oh. it was at my old place. Right. Okay. And so okay. I moved uh, out of there. Chicago. Right. Yes. So. Back oh, when I lived in Chicago. Right. Okay. And you lived in, in Indiana, so you were very yes, close. Yes, we were near each other. Yeah. I remember. Podcasts did yeah. not exist yet, but I knew. No. I knew something was <laughs> yeah, coming. Yeah, some, some, I knew that you had the idea for podcasts initially. Right. Something was right. brewing. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, uh, so yeah, as I said, we do... Uh, uh, I'll have uh, somewhere to be, which is actually just uh, my living room in about an hour. Um, so the reason that uh, that I wanted you to come back, Tyler, is that I finally caught up with season two of The Good Place. Great. Uh, no, good. It's pronounced good. Oh, oh. And so um, <laughs> you're not going to last that. long there. No, no, no. <laughs> And, uh, and I believe at the time, when you were last, I believe you were working with The Good Place as a script coordinator, yes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Season one, I think. Uh, but then in season two, you got to write your own, your very own episode. My own. It's all mine. You got to go completely, uh, just go off the rails. Right. I could do whatever I like, want. I could add yeah. Bugs Bunny, whatever I right. want to put in there. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, a lot of changes were made between your initial draft and what aired. Because it was yeah, going to yeah. be like a Space yeah. Jam sequel. Right. right. They didn't use any of my drawings. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and so I was excited to see uh, season two of The Good Place, not merely because you had an episode, but also uh, I really enjoyed season one. But I do remember being kind of iffy about 
the ending of, the ending of season one and being like where where can they go from here uh with right. with the uh, episode with the first episode of season two sort of addressing and closing the book on uh season one mm-hmm. and suddenly it's like okay now i really don't know where they're going but i i have to assume this is going to get repetitive yeah <laughs> um but and with, it does. It, yes. it really it, does. It it's kind terrible. of does, yeah. It's a terrible show is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, and uh, why? Why, Tyler? Is it a mm. terrible show is why mm. I had you come yeah. in. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you hear me trembling? Uh, I'm joking, of course. Uh, I really enjoyed season two. Uh, I think they took it in not merely some interesting places, but I would say some necessary places. I think as fun as the conceit of the first season was, I do feel like that could not have lasted the duration of a show. Yeah. Like you were going to mm-hmm. need, they were going to need to take mm-hmm. it in a very different direction. And they did. And they took it in one that really opens things up and allows you to, uh, allows the viewer and the characters to go in a lot of different areas. Yeah. So right. do we need to do like a spoilers thing here? So we can start talking I, in more uh, I think specific we're gonna have terms. To. Like as I was talking, I was like, okay, I'm being a little too vague. <laughs> right. unless, unless people would like to listen to vague generalities about the show for an hour. Like, I really yeah, like the that vague thing. fans are the ones that we're talking to the <laughs> diehard vague fans. Oh, no, I love it when they don't make sense. <laughs> this is a thing that I've talked about before. It is always fascinating to me when people listen to the show, having not watched the movie that we are discussing, knowing full well that we will get into spoilers. Mm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, if somebody has not seen a single episode of the good place, I'm fascinated to know what they, why they are listening to. This. But if there are people that do uncommon. that, you're right. And if there are people that do that, maybe we should talk about the show briefly in broad strokes so that if people are like, I don't know what the good place is, but here I am, find myself listening to this podcast. We why can like Josh, why should you and I describe it when we're on the outside looking in? Why not get the inside track and let our friend Tyler describe what the good place is? Tyler, that's such a good idea. Tyler Stracely. Pardon me. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. NBC's the good place is a, a sitcom, but it's it's sort of a fantasy sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it focuses on Eleanor Shellstrop, who dies, and she finds herself in the afterlife. Um, spoilers. But she's, yes, spoiler. <laughs> and I'm going to say spoiler after every sentence. <laughs> spoilers for the first 15 seconds <laughs> yeah. of the show. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then she uh, she finds out that she's actually not supposed to be there mm-hmm. in the quote-unquote good place that she lands in. Um, and she realizes and, and confesses to her soulmate Chidi, this is a lot. Soulmates, they're soulmates. This is, this is uh, all first episodes. This is all this is all this is still okay. the first ten minutes, yeah, truly. This yeah. is um and she confesses that she is not the person who Michael, the architect, sort of the god figure of the afterlife, is saying she is. So then she decides to hide out. She needs to uh make herself invisible there or at least uh you know unnoticeable in terms of her actions and behavior uh and so chidi agrees to help her reluctantly um but she soon starts to find that things in the neighborhood start to go uh pretty uh crazy Mm, pretty crazy pretty crazy the sitcom element uh as soon as she starts doing anything that is bad Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so these things manifest themselves as like, for example, she, she was, she ate a bunch of shrimp at a party when she wasn't, that was a, like a gluttonous thing for her to do. And so the next day she finds like shrimp flying in the air and terrorizing all the, the neighbors. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, complication, you know, this is, this right. is a pretty big, oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty big, uh, second act, uh, act break. So then, um, 
Now, we can't necessarily go through every episode. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I think let's, let's feel it out. All right, well, minute 11, uh, her and Chidi uh, decide they need to, uh, you know, really buckle down and, and, and teach her how to be a good person if she wants to stay in the good mm -hmm. place. Because Chidi is a, in life. Chidi is, he's in life was a moral philosophy professor. Mm -hmm. So he, uh, he takes all the books and, uh, and, and all the, all the, uh, Basically, anything he knows about philosophy, he, he tries to teach her um, so that she can earn her place in the good place. Indeed. Uh, and so, um, and then, you know, okay, so the season goes, and she's she's uh, trying her best to become a good person. Mm -hmm. Are we going to... Should yeah. we? We, yeah, we, ha okay. we kind of have to for well, season two, right? Let's warn okay, people so then. Now, so okay. if that setup sounds interesting, <laughs> Look, we've, we've spoiled the first 10 minutes of episode one of season one. And right. we're deeply so, sorry for uh, yeah, that. Sorry about yeah, that. But yeah. we are now going to jump rather drastically to the last yeah. episode uh, and then into uh, the last episode of season one and then into season two a bit, not a whole mm -hmm, lot. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and so season one ends with the reveal and that's the, so uh so eleanor and chidi and then there are a couple other people that yes. uh, that we get to know yeah there's tahani mm -hmm. who's this very good and moral person who really seems to enjoy the attention that she gets from those and then there is a character uh whose name we it is soon revealed is jason who is just i believe described as a dirt bag, dirt from, bag florida. from florida yeah i couldn't remember what they thought his name was at first i was trying john to think you john, john you the the monk different than jin yang from uh <laughs> From Silicon Valley. Oh, right. <laughs> so, John Yu, yes. They yes. think he's a monk, and it turns out he's not. It's Jason, and so he's not supposed to be there either. Mm -hmm. And then it is revealed uh, at the end of the season that the good place, as we are looking at it, is in fact the bad place, and they're trying something a little bit different. Rather than uh, the standard uh, torturous things that they do. Yeah. Bees uh, with teeth is one. Bees of them. with teeth. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, the penis flattener yep, is yep, one from season exactly. two, I think that is mentioned. Um, rather than do that, they're trying something different where they will have the humans in just the right circumstances, torture each other. And so it mm -hmm. turns out that, uh, Eleanor, Tahani, Jason, and indeed Chidi as well are all, in the bad place, everybody else around is a is a demon mm -hmm. that uh, is playing a role, uh, so that they, you know, going into the the no exit situation where, uh, you know, hell is other people, and so, so that is the big reveal. Yeah, and they're going to wipe their memories once they figure it out, mm -hmm. uh, and so season two starts with oh they just, they just woke up in the good place again. Uh, yeah. Only to find out that uh, Eleanor has left a little note for herself uh, so that she won't get fooled again. Right. Won't get fooled again. What's up? No, that's all right. It's the people who would get it got it. Then we can move on. <laughs> I, yeah, I imagine there was a, a small chuckle like, ha yeah. that was for me. Someday. Can you tell me what it is? Uh, it's a Who song. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. sorry. You know, I one. thought you were referencing George W. Bush, where he said, where he he missed he <laughs> he tried to say like he tried to say once. fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, and then like he clearly did, like did not remember the rest. He goes, 
we can't be fooled, you know, and just, and so I thought that's what you were referencing. That, um, I was not referencing that. But um, I, I had a question that came up. Uh, question just, here. Just now. Oh, yeah. Uh, right over here. Uh, yeah. Hi, Josh. Okay. I'm from uh, Van Nuys, California, and I have a question. Originally? The, no. Okay. Um, no, so uh, first of all, there's this, this because the setup is the the no exit hell is other people mm-hmm. thing, and, and Jean-Paul Sartre was a, a moral philosopher of sorts, and because there is so much uh, detail about moral philosophy with Chidi, I had wondered watching the show a little bit, was uh, somewhere, one of the creators, whoever, whether that's mm-hmm. Michael, Michael Schur is the Michael main Schur, creator, yeah. right? I don't know if that'd be him or somebody else who was involved in it. Was there someone who was already into a lot of that moral philosophy stuff and so just kind of had that knowledge and brought it into it? Or was that like, we wrote ourselves a moral philosophy yeah. professor and now we got to come up with stuff for him every week. So someone's got to go and read, you know, right. Foucault or something like that for a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely Mike who, who initially had that idea and he kind of liked, um, you know, going through a couple different concepts, uh, one or two, usually an episode. It was, you know, we introduced a new book or concept. Um, and then it was fun in the second season to actually see them play out mm-hmm. the trolley problem episode yeah, that's mm-hmm. a fun where one. you actually, yeah, it's fun to see, you know, all the blood and gore with that, which was, which was <laughs> one of my favorites. It doesn't happen enough in yeah. uh, moral philosophy. <laughs> exactly. Classes. Yeah. So we thought that was really great. You know, there's a lot of concepts, uh, introduced and Eleanor, um, tries to act on them and then kind of took it a step further in season two where we actually see the other characters start to act on them. And then also Michael, uh, the focus sort of shifts to him in season two. So it's, it it turns into more than the humans learning those concepts, but actually Mm -hmm. Michael. So now Chidi has to teach a demon, all these concepts as well. Right. So, but yeah, to go back to the original question, it was definitely, uh, Mike's, um, he, he's really on fire for the philosophy stuff. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's great. Like we, we've all, like had philosophy classes now. Mm-hmm. So we're all, we're all pretty well versed in, in all these different concepts. Ooh, I'm going to have some uh, questions for you later. Oh, did I say we're all pretty well versed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that's, you know, uh, there are plenty of, of very intelligent dramas out there. Um, and don't get me wrong. I think that for any comedy to be smart, uh, to be uh, funny at all, it needs to be a little bit smart. Um, I do think that, Futurama is quite possibly the smartest comedy hmm. that has ever existed. Just like because everybody there, ha- every, all the writers have like a PhD and that sort of thing, and they and they deal in concepts that are so deep that you're like, no, no one's gonna. I don't get this, but I know there's something to get. That's, you know, and then I look right. it up, and it's like this is genius. Um, and uh, but I do think that the good place is up there, like understanding it doesn't have to necessarily be like smart about everything, but if it's going to engage in discussion in, you know, in-depth discussions of moral philosophy, then it really needs to know what it is talking about. Yes. Um, I remember, uh, look, since we're surrounded by the Riddler, uh, in this room and I think in life, uh, I will say Mm. that, uh, Paul Dini, uh, who, sort of the guy in charge of uh, Batman the Animated Series in the early 90s, uh, he was asked once, why when the Riddler is such a a high-profile Batman villain, why are there only really three episodes that are about him? And he said, Hmm. he's very hard to write. He's the smartest man in Gotham, (laughs) and I'm not good at riddles. (laughs) It's like, okay, all right, I get it. That makes sense. 
And that's the thing is like, if you're going to have a show or a movie or a song or whatever that deals specifically with certain elements, then you need to be very, as you said, what very well versed in them. And the, the show, you know, whatever disagreements I might have with their conclusions, I cannot argue with the fact that they clearly did their research. I feel the same. <laughs> it's a weird place to go. But uh, when I read The Fountainhead, I think it is a rather clunkily written book, but there is no question in my mind that Ayn Rand did a lot of research on architecture <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, to the point where by the end of it, it's you're at least invigorated by that part of it, just as I was about um, moral philosophy mm -hmm. uh, with The Good Place. So that is definitely something that I wasn't really expecting. Um, yeah. yeah, and I, I, I like that you said two, that. I think season two has more of it than season yes, one. Yes, and that's that's kind of what I was going to say was like, it weirdly was easier writing the beginning. You know, we we sort of knew the ending beforehand, which was really great and helpful mm -hmm. because then we could write backwards. And, and it was hard. It's harder to write going forwards only because all the mythology that's introduced as you go forward um, is has to be like applied in every situation now. Mm -hmm. so, right. so that's the thing is like an episode from your last one is going to be more complicated because you have to think through all the things you've already established. Yeah. So yeah. it is a pretty challenging show, you yeah. know, but it does pay off because we know the fans are out there like looking at all this oh, stuff. Of course. Oh, so yeah. like we have to be on it in terms of like things we've said before and, and, and all those kinds of things. What do so, fans love to do more than find something that's yeah. wrong in the show yep. that they love, they love and to poke. Uh, let you know that they're better than you are? <laughs> yeah, it is strange, this attitude. And I, I think it's a very human attitude of I love this thing. Now, what's wrong? with it? <laughs> Yes. Let me <laughs> skewer it. Yeah. It could be another person. <laughs> it could be a work of art. Really, yeah. whatever. Like benefit of the doubt. Nope, that's not what we do here don't yeah. you don't understand i love this thing. <laughs> i love this thing that i hate i have to destroy it exactly. <laughs> i love it so much that no one can have it yeah. it's like that guy petting the cat the cat's dead it's yeah. just <laughs> yeah. um petting reddit so that's that feels like a name of a blog or something i've got another um, podcast but uh, oh, probably yeah. almost anything Almost any sequence of words can probably be the name of sure. an existing podcast should, that's been going for like three years. We oh, should, that's great. We should create a podcast. It's just you you take a dictionary and each three, person picks a word one, and yeah. then you go and find the podcast that is that combination yeah. of words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is possible. And then, but what's odd is that like, no matter what combination you go with, uh, like 30% of them are going to be about game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, was going to say, it's still a Harry Potter yeah. podcast. Right. Uh, so, okay. Uh, as I was watching and that, so I just mentioned that I feel like in season two, there's more overt, uh, discussions of morality and it's probably because I mean it, there's of course there's plenty in, in season one but I think it's because they're now explaining it to Michael yes that changes yeah. the tone sure it's I mean it's and it's definitely like that's a bigger deal than explaining it to the humans because you're yeah. explaining to a you know an immortal being that like this isn't how things should be right and I think people even even Dirtbags like Jason, who are quite possibly, he, he might very well be the dumbest character on television. Yes. <laughs> um, but he, uh, everybody on earth at least understands that there is more, such a thing as morality. They might not be able to cite the d various philosophers, but almost everybody could probably cite basic moral principles. And so with Michael, who is an immortal being and one who is committed to 
uh, hurting yep. people, uh, <laughs> complete immorality. Right. Um, Butthole spiders. That's another one. <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. Oh, Tyler. sorry. Um, but yes, <laughs> on uh, which you already trumped yeah. butthole. I think <laughs> that's true. Oh, um, is that true? What did I say? Oh, I talked about the penis flattener. Yeah. That's right. Oh yeah, that was um, the, the same hour. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and so I do think that because because they in explaining it to him who has no concept of it at all, really, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. except maybe it's a thing he has heard of but not looked into. Yeah. Um, not only do they have to explain it, but they have to explain it on a deeper yes. level. They have to go even further back. Exactly. Uh, even so much so as, as talking about death and yeah. the, the concept of, well, you, you have a limited time on this earth or a limited time in existence in his case. Mm-hmm. And so what are you going to do with that? Right. And so out of that question comes this concept of moral philosophy. Yeah. And then that gives him an existential crisis and a midlife crisis, <laughs> which is, which uh, <laughs> I believe season two, uh, Ted Danson is nominated for an Emmy. He is. Yes. He was not for season one. Correct. Which is understandable. He's good in season one, but there's only so much for his character to do. Yeah. He does a lot more in this yeah. and he, and he nails it. I love him he does. in that yeah. episode. He's it's delightful. very well earned. Yes. Yeah. Are the um, Emmys? They're, they're as we speak, they're airing right now. Oh, let's see if he won. <laughs> I don't think he did. Uh, <laughs> it's probably Don, it's probably Donald, Donald Glover, Glover right? yeah. Yeah. Oh. So. For Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Which I've heard great things about. Yeah, I still never watched it. I need to. Um, so, it's Ray and it was, Romano. It was, what was that? It's Ray Romano. For Everybody Loves Rain. For Everybody Loves they Rain. They love that behind. show. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, of course, if if Monk were still around, oh that would yes, like, yeah, like Tony Shalhoub, Tony Shalhoub. best actor, like seven times, right, 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 and then and then Alec Baldwin just took over. That's right uh, for it's, Thirty Rock, and then he won uh, several yeah. years. He's a person that just keeps winning all the mm-hmm. time. It is a thing that happens a lot, like Kelsey Grammer for win a bunch. For, of course, that was only how many seasons? That wasn't that long. That was that like show. Six, six seasons. Yeah, I yeah. think he won for many of them. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of for whatever reason the. The Emmys seem to lock into something, uh, and they will go with it. But uh, so, what I will say is that uh, season two, because we started getting a lot deeper into philosophy, uh, I felt no real need to talk about the Good Place after season one. Not because, uh, not because it shouldn't be discussed on a Christian podcast, but because it just, you know, when I. When I watch a movie or a TV show, I don't necessarily go looking for a possible episode to do. Something has to click mm. in me. Mm-hmm. And season two clicked. Mm. Season one didn't. And sure. season, and what's more is when something clicks, there's usually a real sense of urgency in me right. to like talk about it while I'm while it's on my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you wind up with what was it? Crazy Heart from 2009, which I still haven't talked about, <laughs> and, is now, and is now probably old enough uh, that I think it's going to be the companion film of another movie. Um, but the timing is good because season two just yeah. went on Netflix, yeah, and season three premieres in two weeks. Yeah, and of and I there tore through season two in yeah, a, a, like two days, I believe, on Netflix or yeah. Hulu? Okay. on Netflix, Netflix screen. Um, and then I watched American Vandal in one night, uh, wow. and then realized it's 5:30 a.m. Time for bed. Um, <laughs> But it's just that good of a show. Anyway, uh, and then I'm working my way through BoJack Horseman, which is a great show and also a deeply troubling show yes, that's what in I've, many ways. But anyway, yeah. um, so here's the thing. In talking about the philosophy of 
the good place. This is going to be difficult because a, I'm going to be talking a lot about what I don't agree with. Mm. Um, I want to hear it. <laughs> right. There's this one episode that it just seemed worse than the others. It just disagrees with me. Yeah. Like, mm. like artistically. Like, like it was missing cartoon like, characters. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like if it had been a little more like Space Jam, it would yeah, have been perfect. Exactly. <laughs> We're all thinking it. You can say it. Uh, I've actually never seen Space Jam. Are you kidding me? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> did you did you see it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's gone. <laughs> what well, is, what is, is it? it? <laughs> hmm. It's a movie my parents showed me when I was like ten. So there your parents made the de- your parents are the ones who yeah made they're the like we need to, to they that. sat down they're like we need to show him this. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was the concept of animation and live action mixed together. And I hadn't yet seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right. Mm. That's the one to go with. Yeah. Well. After a certain age, maybe not. I guess people don't know that anymore. I guess that's true. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I'm a bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, apologist. Pete, Pete, Pete's, uh, Pete's dragon is where it started for me. Which that movie is over two hours long. Is it really the, the original? It's, yeah, it's quite long, yeah. and there's some weird, disturbing parts in it too. <gasps> Extremely those, need to yes. rewatch. One of those old um, ones. But uh, anyway, so, um, so I I'm nervous to talk about the show with you here because I don't want you to burn any bridges or anything like that. And I don't, I don't want to boil this down to this show is bad because it, I don't agree with its conclusions because Mm -hmm. if that is how I based my opinion on filmic (laughs) quality, then you would be in a bad mood a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Or just unless I'm seeing God's not dead. I was going to say God's not dead. That's the only movie you'll like. Um, but yeah, and so, you know what? Although even as a Christian, I don't think I agree with a All lot right. of God's not dead. Yeah, but then anyway. you have to get out of film and, and yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Maybe I'm trying books. I think I'm just going to take a nap. Yeah. Um, it's like, I've heard good things about this Bible. I think I'll read that. Um, Scared so, to know what you think. Five stars. It is interesting. I was talking with someone uh, a while back about, uh, you know, when someone, if you're a Christian, someone says, you know, what's your favorite book? You're like, all right, well, look, officially it's the Bible, but. I know that's not what you're talking about. So <laughs> I'll just jump to the, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, a fiction book that I like. Sure, sure. Um, so, so yeah, I don't want to give the impression that I did not like The Good Place. I, in fact, would say I love The Good Place. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you are, when you're a Christian, or really if you're somebody who has any strong religious convictions, I would say at all, um, I feel like you watch a show like The Good Place, which doesn't simply deal in philosophy. It deals in philosophy in the context of the afterlife. The idea mm-hmm. that if you do this right, then you will be rewarded. Anybody who is religious um, will look at that and think, wait a second. Okay, ne- you've now moved beyond philosophy mm-hmm. into spirituality, so you've now wandered into my realm. Yeah. Um, not that I'm an expert by any stretch, um, although the, you know this podcast has been nominated for multiple podcast awards. That's, That's, true. That's um, true. I think nine, <sighs> ten. I don't remember. It's not nominated this year because I didn't submit it because I took that long break, oh, so okay. I didn't feel right in submitting it this year. So, <clears throat> but honestly, look, if I did, it would have been. <laughs> we all know it. Yeah, it still it still <laughs> wouldn't win. It's never going to win. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's just an honor to be nominated like 10 times. Sure. So, 
Uh, you get an honorary one in like 30 more years. That would be, that oh, that'll would be great. Be nice. <laughs> honorary podcast <laughs> award. And they're like, here, just yeah. go away. Stop doing podcasts. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I do feel like it's, it's not necessarily a thing like, Hey, stay in your lane, but there is an element where when you start to, when you start to veer this way, I guess my question is, is this like in the writer's room as I mean, they're, they're dealing with the afterlife and afterlife and philosophy. Mm-hmm. Clearly they're more invested in the philosophy part. They right. did not, they don't speak on the show really at all in any kind of specific terms about religion. Sure. And so I was curious to know, not that you necessarily need to go into like all the, the back, you know, backroom dealings and that sort of yeah. thing at the good place, but how much did the possibility of actually talking in overtly spiritual terms, like how much did that come into play? Did, did people consider it or did they realize early on, like, this is not the show we're making? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really interesting because Mike did an interview once where he talked about how his original intention for the show was to explore different religions Mm -hmm. and then decided that going into philosophy was the better option for a variety of reasons. Yeah. You know, first of all, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's a comedy show. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think, like, he really aims firstly to be funny. <laughs> yes. Like, that, as, as, as complicated as these things are, he really does assert that we need to make sure that we are creating a funny show. Because, mm-hmm. guys, don't forget, we're doing a comedy show, a sitcom on NBC. Right. So, um, in order to, to kind of avoid a lot of, really, it's going to come down to a lot of writing conflicts, too. Um, it, there's just a more universal acceptance, I think, of the, the underlying themes and morals, which are present in all the religions, but without having to say all the religions, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So that was originally going to be part of the concept. And then I think, you know, there's a line that, that we've, you've talked to me about before where they say about every religion got about 4% correct or whatever. Yeah. So it's just like, and that line to me sets up a little bit like this is okay to joke about. Cause yes. obviously that's, you know, not true true uh but but like it's it sort of like sets the the tone for the show a little bit i think where it's like it we're, we're just not really going to talk about it's sort it. of outside of yeah saying yeah it's, a different it's like yeah it's like religion like it obviously it wasn't the most important thing while you were on earth within the world of the show yeah so and it's, it's seen- more about how you lived your life versus you know what god you believe in or or mm-hmm. you know right so that seems a little more unifying as well, I think. Yeah. And it seems like for that reason, it, it's probably in the best interest of the show to stay away from. Yeah, talking. absolutely. Like if suddenly yeah. you bring the question of Jesus onto the show, it yes. throws everything off. <laughs> right, and it's right. Like yeah, a, yeah. a big yeah. mess. So it's, yeah. Because then what you, because then you also, let's say you do what South Park does, which is hmm. granted, they make fun of everybody, but they had an entire episode devoted to Mormonism. Yeah, and then the creators right. of South Park created a uh, a musical about Mormonism, and then yeah. they did an episode about Scientology. What that does is it says that yeah, all these religions are kind of silly, but these over here <laughs> are particularly silly. Like yeah. anytime you start name checking, you're taking a bold stance. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, and that is not what The Good Place is about. So right. I do think that uh, from a comedic standpoint, I definitely think he made th- the right choice, yes. honestly. Yeah. And I feel like it's hard to not become mean-spirited when you start to get yeah. into that kind of thing, which is one, I, I know a lot of people love that the Book of Mormon, but I feel like I don't really want to see it because as much as I'm not a Mormon and I don't believe in a lot of the things that they believe, I, I don't really want to see someone just ridicule them for, yes. yeah. for two hours. Yeah. That's, yeah. That doesn't appeal to me. As opposed to, honestly, like, there have been documentaries and, in fact, TV shows about Scientology, but the best ones of those deal with the organization of Scientology, specifically the leadership, and really holds off on judgment for the people that that believe in it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the Book of Mormon probably is not that. Although, to to South Park's uh, credit, uh, as they are making fun of Mormonism, uh, within that episode on South Park, uh, the specific family that has moved to South Park and are Mormon are actually seen as very nice, mm. and they actually kind of hold our main character's feet to the fire and just say, well, why do you care so much what I believe? Like, And their family seems to be so much more functional than the other ones uh, in South Park. So I do think that they try to re- reserve, you know, judgment um on the actual uh adherence of the religion and try to keep it more like where it started and that kind of thing so i think there's a way to do it but to sidestep it is a better choice and an easier yeah. choice it's weirdly, and it was going to be hard enough right it's, you know? it's weirdly yeah. inclusive of everyone because we're like yeah. no we're not looking at your religion we want to look at you as a person we want right. to look deeper into you you know yeah. so it's sort of like we haven't i have we haven't seen a lot of people really, I haven't really heard anyone really complaining about any of those kinds of things, you know, about like how it represents religion and all that, right. you know? So, so it's kind of nice. It's like, it allows you to sort of watch the show from sort of a losty perspective. You know, you're not worried about all those things where yeah. you're trying to catch the show, Yeah, you know, as much you're trying to catch them in the mythology, but you're not trying to catch <laughs> them in the religion. So it is, it is interesting. Yes. That, uh, that, you know, I mentioned Futurama, you've mentioned Lost, like these shows that are that are very much about world building mm-hmm. are, are what the show and Lost is not a comedic show at all. If anything, I'd say it's very self-serious. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it's it invites you in. And in doing so, it, it invites you in while pushing a lot of this other stuff to the side. Right. And and I think that's that's OK. It gives you permission mm-hmm. to also leave your own your own philosophies or, or religion, religious beliefs at the door, which does not bother me really at all because it just lets you know that, that it's, it's almost a, it's almost science fiction. I guess you could say it's fantasy. And in this fantasy, yeah, this stuff that you think, don't worry about it. It's fine. (laughs) Um, where I start to have not necessarily a problem, but where things for me Mm. in season two spoilers now for season two, (laughs) just a heads up on that. Um, where it started to get interesting is when the mythology of the show starts to, I'm going to guess completely by accident, incorporate elements of Christianity Mm -hmm. without knowing it. Hmm. And that's, that I think is, is what's fascinating to me. Uh, because as we mentioned, the character of Michael, who is an immortal being who is now choosing to engage more with what it means to be human and what it means to be moral and that sort of thing, uh, he starts to change. And you now are having like the, 
the everlasting, albeit this character is a demon, but you're now having the everlasting engage with personal relationships with humans. Okay. And then he is starting to change and is starting to feel a certain uh, responsibility towards them. And then, okay, once, okay, everybody, I said spoilers already. I'm now going to say, seriously. Super spoilers. Super spoilers now. (laughs) Not Um, joking around. There are, there is a moment when uh, the... Michael's boss, Sean, <laughs> which I do, I do it's love. Great. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. It fits his character very well. Um, that he discovers that Michael has been trying to help uh, these humans, and so he is going after them, and Michael uh, essentially realizes he's going to need to sacrifice himself mm-hmm. to save mm-hmm. these humans. Uh, and then... We are now at the end of season. I'm now speaking about the very end of season two, and he decides he's going to give them another. Oh, and then also the the uh, humans go before a judge, played delightfully mm-hmm. by Maya Rudolph. Also mm-hmm. nominated for an Emmy tonight. Oh, for what? Out, uh, outstanding guest actor. Guest actor. Okay, that's yeah. right. I for, I always forget that category because right. I was like, well, she's only in like one episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Support. There's no way she could um, win an award. But yeah, and so yeah, she's she's marvelous, and she's so. Great. They stand before her, and then this word advocate shows up. That like, oh, they don't have an advocate. Well, and it sounds as though, well, a human can't be their own advocate. Mm-hmm. They are going to need somebody within the spiritual or ethereal, whatever you want to say, that realm to speak for them, represent them, one could say. But Michael at that moment is too busy sacrificing himself for them. And then... Uh, at the very end, he decides, let's try something different and let's actually send them back to Earth. At which point, Michael starts to get, uh, like, shows up on Earth, never really announcing himself, but he keeps interfering mm-hmm. uh, in Eleanor's life to try to get her on the right path. So it's just like, okay, so in this show <laughs> where you want to avoid religious talk, yeah. you now have an ethereal being that is choosing to embrace the concept of his own death so that he can better understand people so that he can advocate and sacrifice himself for them and then be involved in their everyday life, uh, trying to help them along the way. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where you'll notice I'm going to get a bit more animated myself, <laughs> not unlike Space Jam. Uh, oh, yeah. And, but not <laughs> not as fun as that, Tyler. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and I'm so, disappointed. Okay, I, I know. Well, you're perpetually disappointed. That's true. Um, <laughs> Unrelated. Thank you for playing the part. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, and so this is because I, I wasn't angry. I didn't expect the show at any point for any of these characters to say, you know what? Michael is uh, reminding me a lot of this Jesus guy. I didn't expect them to say that. But what got me is just as I'm watching it, I felt in my own way vindicated mm-hmm. by a show that is trying not, actively trying not to be overtly religious, still backing into the world of Christianity. Right. And and I felt, in my own way, because I, my my faith sadly is not that emotional of a thing, but I definitely felt closer to God in this moment where it's like, if this show can do this by accident, mm-hmm. then there must be something to this, like an understanding. Sure. What, maybe not a conscious understanding, but an understanding that if we're going to have any hope at all 
it can't really come from us. It's going to have to come from this other realm, the spiritual realm. Mm. Um, But it's going to have to make some kind of connection with us. Sure. So, and and I do kind of love that they come to that by a a logical process. It's mm -hmm. not as, it's not as if they've just like, (laughs) I guess, pardon the pun, but a a deus ex machina. Um, uh, It's that that's, in order, because of the rules of this world, they it has to work a certain way logically, mm-hmm. and so it, it's kind of fun to see someone come to that type of conclusion logically. When for some people, a, a big block is like, well, why did Jesus have to die, or why did mm-hmm. why does yeah. um, the the sacrifice work that way? And yeah. to see them on these separate tracks, but that logically come to the same conclusion is, is right, interesting. Right. And the idea that when people say like, well, why can't, you know, I'm a good person. Why can't I go to, to heaven? Um, which is something that, you know, I can definitely understand that, that question. But if you look at, but Hey, let's look at the good place that these characters are trying to be good people, but they're trying to be now that only now that they know that there is a reward system. Um, and in many cases can't do it on their own. And they can't do it on their own. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like when they do get sent back to Earth, so that without any hint of of the good place or the or reward, are they still going to be able to um, to correct themselves? Mm-hmm. No. So Michael still needs to get involved. So the good place has validated the the Calvinist point of total depravity. <laughs> <laughs> you and your Calvinism. <laughs> You know what? Maybe this is why the good place opted not to talk about this stuff so that I wouldn't have to roll my eyes at you. (laughs) Probably. Um, But yeah. And so I do think that uh, it is just fascinating. I mean, it was, it was enjoyable. It wasn't frustrating. I, the, the word I use is, is frustrated by it, but I wasn't frustrated. I was just like, and I realize that Tyler, you cannot speak to this because it's again, it's inside baseball and that sort of thing. But Mm -hmm. As these plot lines were coming up, I, I I wish that I were in the writer's room to see if anybody, I'm sure you probably did, mm-hmm. but if anybody uh, connected these dots and said, uh, hey, gang, I think we've just, I think we should pitch the show to Pure Flix now because <laughs> we've backed ourselves into, sure. uh, yeah. into a corner. Now, uh, I really well, probably did not say that, but yeah, no, I, I would also say hearing these things, it's tough for me to say a lot because I know what happens in season three. Sure. So like, that's the thing about the series is like mm-hmm. it, you can come to that conclusion based on seasons one and two. However, where the show goes from here, I'm very interested to hear um, what you think about that. Cause I did and have I that can't thought. say like, anything. That's the thing. I'm like, I, I'm like these things that I keep thinking about in my head. I can't say yet because <laughs> I'm trying to like keep my knowledge base from seasons one and two as the only things that I'm, yeah. you know, able to talk to. But, but a couple things I will say are, first of all, one interesting thing to think about during a lot of this is the fact that this point system exists. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and the fact that Michael, uh, basically sort of changes in season two and loves these humans despite their low point totals, mm-hmm. you know, while that is brought in for uh, to make the characters human, you know, to take away the like 
legalism sort right. of, you know, it, it's sort of like, well, no, this isn't right. Like there, this is, you know, like how, like I want, I love these people. Like how can we all go to the good place? Like Michael yeah. has probably the lowest point total of all of them by, you know, <laughs> yeah. by several hundred points, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. assuming, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Again, uh, penis flatteners. Right, yeah. I just had to say it. Mm. You said it the first two times. I did, yeah. Josh, you want to say it? Right? Uh, penis flatter, I all guess. All right, okay. Yeah. We well, all said it. Mm. Uh, Good so, night, everyone. <laughs> but, but it's interesting because I feel, what I also wonder is, you know, us being inside of what we believe, mm -hmm. are there other religions that are also thinking similar things? I did have that thought, yes. Yes, and, and that's what I'm curious about as well, also as we go into season three yeah. and how that would change. You know, like how, how, you know, what is, and I think the question everybody should be thinking about is, okay, we are at that point. What do we think is going to happen? What do we think the good place is going to be like? You know, and I'm interested in what people's theories are, you know, and like, and that's that's something I haven't looked too much at online. Um but but I'm just, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious about like, you know, knowing that we are at this point of the show and there are seasons to go. Mm -hmm. So so like we do, you know, come to these conclusions now, then what will be the ultimate ending? What is the ultimate good place? Yeah. And part of me almost feels like because I've thought about this, like what, yeah. what will they do with this? Because it would be so easy to have the good place not be good enough mm -hmm. somehow, like right. the way that we perceive it as an audience, yeah. we'd be like, well, the bad, you know, the, the original good place, which was actually mm -hmm. a bad place was, was pretty cool. Like that right. seemed like yeah. there were a lot of yeah. good people there. They were having fun. Um, so the whole clown thing. That was creepy. But, uh, <laughs> um, I, I partially wonder if it will, it might seem like a cop out, but we'll, get to the end in some way and not actually show the good place or find right. a way to never yes. show it. There um, is the thing about shows like this. And you talked about it earlier in the podcast is when you're setting up some complex stuff, you're going to have to pay it off. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I know personally <clears throat> that Mike has a plan. Mm -hmm. okay. So I feel like the, I feel like just the like fans should be just like God. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Um, Bring it all back home. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the thing. That's the thing to think about is knowing that, like, there are, you know, this has been thought out, mm -hmm. and 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 there are arcs yeah. in yeah. stories. So mm -hmm. it's like this could seem to be like this, and then it goes in a different direction too. Totally. So well, and what I think is interesting is is my first thought when someone says, "Well, what would within the show? What would mm -hmm. the good place be like?" and and I my first instinct an incorrect one is to say that it's like, well, the show has shown itself to not be remarkably ambitious when it comes to what the good place is, but that's never been the actual good place. Yeah. That is hell's version. Sorry. The bad places version of the good place, sure. knowing that, well, we'll probably be able to trick these humans by just saying, oh, it's everything you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's Whereas your favorite food all the time. It's your favorite food all the time, which should, shouldn't they have thought about, does that, is that really seem like the good place? That's what, that's, that's what the fun was of the season one was like, yeah. if you do rewatch it, you'll be able to find, Oh, this, this was never the good place. Right. And this was never the good place I would want for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun that it's, it's created by uh, these beings that have never like had a human experience. Really. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and that's part of the fun. Right. You know? They don't know what they're right. like. I guess they're this like, is I what they like. You like this? But yeah. like the same food every yeah. day. And that's yeah. that's yeah. like a yeah. thing, you know, when people talk about like if aliens came to earth and we're like, what <laughs> yeah. would they like? I'm like, of course they would like their same favorite food every day, but right. no real uh -huh. person would be like, yes, I want pizza three meals yeah. a day every day. Yeah. And just, and then when you see that they are trying to just create a general, not torture, but just a sense, it's that, that, uh, 
Sartre thing, which is like just a little bit annoyed all the time. <laughs> and, and then in, se- in season two, when Michael is talking about like, he goes, yeah, we're going to make it so that the only coffee they have is from those pods. Those It'll pods, be, t- yeah. be terrible. Yeah, that's, that's the, honestly, <laughs> you know. the, that is the fun of writing the show is yeah. finding the terrible things that about just humanity. Like, just a yeah. little Yeah, terrible. just a little bit off. Like that's frozen yogurt, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it obviously varies opinion, you know, by, by person, but Mike doesn't like Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> a, there's some been, of that, that popping up. Clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, you know, it's it's a really good way to get to know Mike. Really, this show as a as a, a writer on the show, um, were, did you contribute any like individual pet peeves? Because hey, here's something <laughs> I know you keep a list. You keep a list oh, of words. Oh yeah, you hate. I haven't looked at this list in a, quite a while. Yeah. So, but uh, I, I think I have been adding obviously, to it. Yeah, obviously, you should pull that list out. And All right. Sure. But yeah, and so, but so uh, uh, putting that aside, was there any? Is there anything yeah. that annoyed you specifically that you incorporated into the show? Well, the the fun thing that I feel like I got to do, especially in my episode, was um, which was season two, episode nine, which is best self, um, and uh, and and in that episode michael gets a human starter kit which are like right what makes what makes me human so like that was sort of like a grab bag of fun things that are kind of terrible about humanity like where michael says oh there's car keys in here so i could lose them (laughs) where are my car keys you know and he's just like so like you know a stress ball with a dumb corporate logo that i can that i can lose and then find later and think no i'm not throwing this away i'm gonna keep this (laughs) you know it's like there's a lot of like fun things like that and there's also a couple things in the box that we didn't ever like we we just kept doing them there was there was like a there was a little like banana holder like that you put a banana in (laughs) it was just like a great like gag like like it's that's the kind of fun stuff i like so it was cool to be able to do like a series of those jokes Mm. and also in a way that like michael is just so like happy to be human like he likes that feeling you know so it's like a joke but there's also like warmth to it yeah so that's that was that's the fun part of it it's like there's there's jokes but it also comes from a very like joyful place you know there's a weird thing too where i feel like we always like to see somebody enjoying something that we're already familiar with Mm -hmm. even if it's something that we don't even enjoy anymore because we're familiar with it so like when we bring somebody to a city that we live in we like to be like here let's go see the cool things and, and it's it's even if we've forgotten that it might be cooled from the Griffith Observatory yeah. to see the, you know, the view there, it's, it's fun to see somebody else enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. And like you're lighting up at the Hollywood walk of fame, which is a disgusting place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when really, I, that's a good example. But like, that's something that I, I think it's fun to see Michael experiencing and enjoying those things. Mm-hmm. We, we enjoy it from that perspective too. Cause it's like, yeah, that that's one of our things. You're, you're getting one of our mm-hmm. things. Right. Right. Yeah, it's because it's all about context, you know. Um, in July, I was teaching this class in which, like, a bunch of like Italian high schoolers were in Los Angeles, and they would, I would teach them about film, and then in the evenings they would like go somewhere in Los Angeles and and explore. And yeah, that that Hollywood Walk of Fame thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they just say they say, oh, I said, what are you doing today? It's like, oh, we're going to. I can't do it. I'm Italian accent. Hey, Mamma Mia, we're going to the Italian Walk of Fame. <laughs> oh, that sounds bad. That's um, okay. The Mamma Mia helps. R- right mm. after a pizza pie. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, and Look, I, Dick it, Van Dyke star. <laughs> like that's what's so great about that. And so, and I was just like, oh, hmm, okay. And just, and I didn't want to say, oh, you shouldn't be excited. 
this is almost a punishment to walk along <laughs> the Walk of Fame at oh, night. Oh, sure is. Um, but that's the thing is, if you haven't been there and you see the people in costume and you do see yeah. the stars of like, oh, this is a person I know. I didn't know they had a star. That's fun. Mary it's, Pickford. Uh, Mary. <laughs> they were very excited about it. It's always fun stuff. when it's like somebody, like a radio personality from the 40s. <laughs> yes, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, it's, yeah, I'm sure this guy was very important and probably still is to some people. Yeah. Um, Rick Dees. Well, Rick Dees is always uh, important to everybody. Oh, I yes, yes, same. Does he have one? I don't know if he does, actually. He, I feel like he would have to, right? He's kind of an, an L.A. staple. I feel like they would... He, uh, he is, for sure. I mean, Weird Al just got one. That's true. What? Yeah. So if mm. it's like, who's a bigger name, Rick Dees <laughs> or Weird Al? I don't know. I, I genuinely think that, like, being a big L.A. person does make a difference. Yes, that's, that, that, that's true. Okay. That way. But that's the thing, and so... Uh, but because they were excited about it, it recontextualized it for me. And sure. suddenly I realized, yeah. you know what? I guess the Walk of Fame is kind of fun <laughs> if you're seeing it for the first time. And so, yeah, whether it be Michael seeing something yeah. human and enjoying it or we are we, the audience, are shown something and then contextualize as this is used to make people a little bit miserable. We're like, you know what? <laughs> I guess those coffee pods, pods aren't that great. Um <laughs> Like that is, it's a really specific idea of comedy yeah. that I adore. Yeah. Um, and and, and that yeah. is when the show, like I think is really operating at a, at a high right. level. And th and that's the cool thing about it too, is I like that the show, it doesn't like, it doesn't rely on insult humor. It actually goes a little bit further in terms of like, it's harder to write jokes that are nice. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's what's so funny is like when Eleanor ha gets a flavor of frozen yogurt, that's full cell phone battery. Like this is what it would taste <laughs> yeah. like if you had a full cell phone battery. Like that to me is like the example of like, your friends lighting up at the walk of fame and mm. like, Oh, that's so cool. It's like, Oh yeah, it is nice to have a full cell phone battery. Like, it really that, is. That you, makes me feel good. You've got kind of a, yeah. a nice strut to your walk. Yeah, exactly. you got that. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And so, so the thing that, uh, and, and we need to start wrapping up, but, uh, you know, in its depiction of, I mean, when we talk about the good place and the bad place, we're essentially talking about heaven and hell. Mm. Um, and, what I like is that at no point has the show ever like set off some kind of alarm bell in which I just feel like I need to like put pen to paper or something <laughs> like that or put sure. finger to keyboard and uh, and type something out about how like, oh, this is so wrong. This is so yeah. wrong. But the one thing that I will say is that a word that you don't hear very much on the show, and it's understandable why you wouldn't, is forgiveness. You don't hear the word hmm. forgive very often. It's like when they go in front of the judge, they don't throw themselves on the mercy of the court. Mm -hmm. They say, look at all this stuff I've done. And then it's like, well, here's a test. Yeah. It's always that. Yes. Like, even, yeah. Like at the, at the, at the highest levels, it's always about proving right. oneself. And you know what's so interesting that you, when you say that, is that again, this isn't this isn't just because I wrote this episode. But in my episode, the big moment before Michael does get that human box is Eleanor saying on behalf of them, Michael, we forgive you. Yeah. And so like that is that does make a big moment because it's not a test. Yeah. Whereas in a lot of scenarios, it is a test. So that's that makes that all the more meaningful because yeah. it's not thrown around all the time, like you said. So, and so it's it's definitely something that, from a, a Christian standpoint, and I don't want to be somebody who I don't want to ruin the good place <laughs> for someone. Like if they're watching it, I don't want them to watch and think like, "Well, I thought this was funny, then I listened to more than one lesson. Now I don't <laughs> think it's funny because they're not saying the truth." 
not everything needs to agree with us. But what I, what I will say is that without even trying, it still kind of did in, <laughs> in season two. And yeah, I don't know what yeah. season three is going to be like. There's such a there's such a difference between one and two. And I assume there's going to be a big difference between two and three. Mm-hmm. And who knows where they're going to go, except you. You know where they're going to go. Um, but you can't say it here. No, nope, not yet. Um, but uh, though if you did, it would probably cause a nice big spike in my numbers. Ooh, I was going to say, do you think that could get on Bustle or? Uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe on BuzzFeed. That's the uh, thing. Uh, can we try to be more woke as we talk about this? More woke. Uh, I think I this don't is think we're ever going to we be get. woke enough yeah. for Buzzfeed. <laughs> <That's white. true. laughs> um, but yeah, and so uh, I don't mean to, and I don't mean to be smug when I say that. But it's just like I said, I I'm somebody who I don't often I don't I don't take a lot of happiness or joy from my faith. Mm-hmm. I I believe it, and I and I do feel that it is correct but when people talk about just feeling at peace and all that like i don't necessarily feel that but as yeah. i was watching season two of the good place i just i was just like man it's it doesn't necessarily prove that it's right but it it proves that people want it to be right yes people yeah, yeah. need people understand that like i can't earn this right as much as i might try and i'm going to need something bigger than me and to that, step in. Yeah, and I think that that's a universal thing that everyone kind of would agree with. Like, yeah. we all want to believe that, yeah. like, as humanity. So, like, it sort of speaks to that. And, again, the fact that the show is about the afterlife, mm-hmm. naturally, I think people are going to have a lot of conversations surrounding religion. Because yeah. that's the, you know, the thing about most religions yeah. is yeah. what happens next. So, yeah. like, I, I think that it's, like, I think it would be foolish to say we shouldn't talk about that and and we should you know whatever because it's not a show about like 20 somethings in new york you know right yeah so (laughs) so i think like those conversations are good and i like that a lot of people are having them yeah i I think it'd be great if more people are because i i feel like especially in a in a civilization where most everything (laughs) the the fury at uh, at donald trump Mm -hmm. notwithstanding everything's pretty good for us most of the time Mm -hmm. um I think it's easy for in a society like that for people to just not want to think about the afterlife, exactly. not right. think yeah. about death, not want to think about morals. So, a show that's dealing directly in those things, right, I think right. is, is kind of cool. And without having, without putting that political agenda in there, right? You know, yeah. Where it's like we're gonna make, we're we want you to think this. So, like, we're glad you're watching the show, but I hope you start thinking this. You know, it's yeah. there's mm-hmm. nothing behind it, no. so people can objectively talk about what they think it means for their own lives. Yeah, and I do hope that, you know, in, in watching season two, I came away feeling vindicated in what I already believed, and I and I hope that that is not hmm. something that I feel in season three, and I hope that other people, like, I do, I do, I think the show has potential to be challenging, um, even with stuff like, what was it, the, not cable car, the trolley, the trolley problem, the trolley problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that asks people, regardless of what your uh, religious beliefs, like, what would you do? Yes. And I feel like that is that I think is is where is one of the things that is good about the show is that a person can watch it and feel perfectly at peace with what right. they already believe. But at the same time, it can also say, well, hang on. Yeah. What about this? Yeah. The things you believe, how do they fit into this? Do they fit into this? You know, it's it. 
it challenges you to be to at least think about what you believe a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, and the, the, I really love the like I learned a lot, too, because I, you know, I think we could feel like we could answer the pro the trolley problem. We think we can answer it very quickly. Like, would you rather like there's a tra there's a train careening down the tracks. Do you you can stop it? and save one person, you kill one person because you have yeah. to veer over to the other side, or you kill five people. You would say, well, naturally you kill the one person, but like yeah. what makes that one person's life like less than the yeah. five people or more than the five people? Like you're just doing numbers and also who decides what's more valuable and where does that come from? Which is why, you know, and and what, what I think is, is particularly mean about the trolley problem <laughs> is that the person presenting it to you can always change it yes. and say like, ah, but what if you know adding one more, person, yeah, you know? adding more things. And you know what? It, it looks like Michael's torturing them again, which is the other yeah. funny thing about it mm -hmm. is like, well, what's really which, happening? Which, and, and, and he is torturing them again. And here's what I think is so <laughs> great about the show. And I think this is where we will end because this gets back to what I was talking about before. He's using this to kind of torture them because he doesn't yeah. know how he would answer. And in the end, he references it and says, oh, I think I know the answer. Yeah. Because. Yes, and the that's answer, right. And the answer is to sacrifice is to if you're the person driving the trolley. Yeah. You sacrifice yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, it doesn't matter if you know the person on the track or if they're just strangers. It exactly, doesn't matter yeah. if, if one of those five has done terrible things right. or if they're all saints. None of that matters. <laughs> If you sacrifice yourself, you save them all. Yeah. And as the driver of the trolley, you're the only person who fully understands. That's another the good situation. Point. Yeah. Like you are mm -hmm. a, you are above the people that stand to lose a great deal. Sure. And if you choose to lose that, if yeah. you choose to lose yourself to sacrifice, yeah, sacrifice yourself for people that are in this case, I will say lesser beings precisely because they don't know the situation. They right. don't have any power over the situation. Um, and so once again, the idea of, the sacrifice of the powerful for the weak right. is something that, you know, the, the show, it doesn't end on this note, but it's the, yeah. it's the, I think the penult penultimate episode in which he makes yeah, that that's decision. Yeah, that's the one before the, the last one, yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, so even as we are thinking about the problems of morality as Christians, yes, of course, we still need to try and live moral lives and we still need to try and do the right thing as much as we can, but what we can take comfort in is when it comes right down to it, like this, the sacrifice, the solution mm -hmm. has already been done Yeah, yeah. and it, it's not up to us. It's up to us to accept it, but not to actually enact it. Right. So, right. Uh, I think we'll go ahead and leave it there. Um, Oh yes, just in time. So uh, thank you everybody for listening. Tyler, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, can I be on when you do space jam later? You know yes. what? Absolutely. Yes. Oh. No question about it. When we do Space Jam, oh, wait. you'll be right there. Okay. I can read something in your voice. <laughs> um, but yeah. And uh, Josh, thank you for being here as well. You're welcome. And thank you guys for listening at home. And we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.